0: Dark
1: satellite media. Cool. Hey, welcome to Red River number sixty-two. Uh today, you know, we are still doing the quarantine thing, obviously, so you know it ain't in person and stuff. So today on the phone I got to talk to uh my boy Creature from Rebel Matic and uh also the solo hip hop artist Creature. What's going on?
2: Everything's smooth. Well, yeah. All things considered. Oh, good. All
1: things good. considering, exactly, man. So, yeah. I ask everyone. Uh, obviously, man, I, I, I assume that that you're somewhere in the NYC. Um yeah. What's What's life like for for an independent uh, musician like yourself at a time like this?
2: Um, you know, it's obviously, you know, a lot of our income is performing and doing other stuff like that. It's it's a bit rough, but you know, like I've worked regular job stuff, too, so I'll be getting a little unemployment, and just, we've been working it out, making it figure, making it work, man, but, you know, and I've been, actually, I, the first couple of weeks was crazy, on the first, probably the first couple of weeks to a month, then things start settling in, and start getting into a routine, and just being creative, man, like, you know what, we're gonna be here for a minute, let's let's make the best of the time, you know?
1: Yeah, man, that's, that's basically it, like you, uh, yeah, and it's funny, too, because, like, you know, Rebel has a record in the can that's about to drop. Mm-hmm. Creature-no- yep. The Creaturenomics was the, the the five song that you put out. Yep. But still, like, it's if you can't promote it, you might as well just, you know, do some podcasts and get some people aware, yep. um, you know, get it all out there and stuff. So yep. just real quick. So this is all through Red Right Recordings, which is a mutual friend of ours, my friend Mark
0: O'Connell. Absolutely.
1: Um, how did you hook up with Mark and Danny?
0: I
2: met Mark at a Jizza show or it was a band's show at Queens. And, um, this kid introduced me to him and Dan and it was just like, Oh, yo, this is Mark. I'm taking back Sunday. I'm like, Oh, fool, nice to meet you, man. I like, like I got heard of the band, but like, you know, it's first time meeting him, Dan. Nice to meet you. And he's like, And, um, and the kid was like, yo, this is Creature, man. He has a sick band, Rebelmatic, and he does this. And he does. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yo, you're in a band? I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I rhyme, but I'm in a band, too. I'm in a band. He's like, oh, yeah. I was playing some music. Said, you want to hear some? And then I said, you know what? Let me just show you a video of us playing live on the Chris Githard show.
1: Yeah. And, um, that was that was a good one.
2: Yes. Thank you. So then I figured, like, you know, like, hearing music, the songs, you can hear it, but, like, actually getting a visual and seeing us perform the songs you can kind of be like oh okay I get it more and um the, we just kind of cultivate the relationship and then he was like yo uh, you know would you be down for me to produce your album I got some ideas I've been listening to you guys stuff and I was we were like hell yeah let's let's you know let's do it so he came in like one of our rehearsals and we showed him the songs we had and he was like yeah we did it and kind of like you know added his expertise and helped us bring out our sound that we already had and made it bigger. So that was over a year ago. And we just been, you know, been we rocking and rolling, man. It's like the record was supposed to be out. I think, and I don't remember it no more. May. I think it was supposed to be out in May. And uh, everything kind of, we had a video shot and stuff got pushed back as the pandemic. And we just know what to do. And just, you know, starting to work out more now. But yeah, the the Rebelmatic stuff is do Red Right Recordings, and the solo stuff is my own stuff. Put it out myself.
1: Yeah, man. Um, fucking, uh, you know the record. Obviously, I was listening to them, some of the mixes as as they were coming along. Because he told mm-hmm. me he told me about you guys, and I was like, shit. I'm like, I remember because I, f- I feel like my band and your band played. In, we did. They, we played like Long the, the oh, but I thought we played like the Ding Dong Lounge too or some no, shit. No,
2: we played we played in Berries because you know what? Oh, Berries, yeah. Yeah, and and you and I were having a conversation outside of <laughs> in a parking lot about hardcore and hip hop.
1: Oh, that yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, we were like hip hop because you knew
2: we both had a mutual friend. Uh, well, you know, like a uh, head trip. So we talked. That was kind of like that that's
1: how that happened god damn man you know all the shows kind of like mix in together but I, I was like i was like why do i know rebel Maddox? so when he played me the stuff and it's funny too cuz he told me that he he ha- he went in kind of like a, as a producer as well which is but, which is tough for someone who Man, I don't know. You know, like I'm. Uh, I've done that too. With, where like one of my best friends who does the recordings, he'll like mm-hmm. m- make suggestions on the songwriting, like maybe like right. do this here and there. And is that something that you guys have ever been comfortable with? Because I never have been. <laughs> I mean,
2: we we never really had it, man. Like we kind of produced ourselves. Like I kind of produced our records before. So like you know, and the and the engineer, but we were open to it. We were like, oh, dude, you know, like. We'll, we're open to at least hear what you got to say and try it and if it doesn't work we don't it doesn't work but if it works, we'll do it. It's like we were everyone was very like yeah let's you know let's let's go we got an idea let's let's at least try it. It's not gonna hurt us try. but most of every, every idea he had we like it made the songs better yeah man there were songs that it was literally songs that he heard it was like, yo there's nothing I that's wow. Okay, that's it. You know what I mean? You then someone's like, "Yo, I think if you did this right here, maybe cut the chorus a little bit or make this part punchier." So you know, it's it's always good to have an extra ear. I'm with 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 Rebelmatic, but like, we I'm you know, we're, I'm extremely hands on with that. But I'm at least my, I'll say my ego's a little bit less with the band. Where 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 in rhyming, I wouldn't like someone told me, "Yo, do that over." I'd be like, huh.
0: <laughs> not doing that over to <laughs> That's, yeah. That's not happening. That's yeah. not happening. That's not happening.
1: No, and that's good, man, and and you're you're able to to basically, especially with the band, you know, because like yeah. w- with with rhyming it is just like, hey, man, here's the beat, and you got you you know you got your bars, and 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 maybe you'll throw a hook in there. The band yeah. stuff is a little bit easier for for an extra ear because it's almost like having an extra band member. Absolutely. And if the chemistry is there, if you trust the person, and and mm-hmm. and and you know, Mark obviously he's he's a great songwriter. He does uh, some of the songwriting in his band as well.
0: Absolutely. Um
1: so it works out man like i really so it's uh what's the name of the record ghosts ghosts in the shadows ghosts in the shadows so i think it's 10 songs and uh cool. 24 I, minutes and 9 seconds yeah man so for me i got to say like when, when i think of 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 uh the the one that really 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 sticks out like i think the whole i think all 10 songs are actually really good i got to say avenger is uh oh wow Right, I, I I think it's it's just it's yeah. it's different from everything else. And... Well, it's, it's different
2: for a reason. Okay. <laughs> it's different. For, it's different for a reason because the music is kind of like. Well, I kind of came up with the music for that, and I wrote the lyrics for that. So, okay, you
1: know? yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's why I figured, like, out of the production, I think mm-hmm. that's the one that stuck out to stuck out to me that I figured, I, for some reason, I felt his fingerprints on that song. Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: yeah. That, that was the song that he was like. Yo, I just think you guys could do this dope. I think you guys could do it. You know, add your own spin to it and make it your song. I'm like, all right, well, we're always willing. Like, you know, they, they just give it a shot. It, it'll work or it don't work. There's no, there's no loss. You know, like you like it or don't. We don't like it. And I heard it. And I was, oh, right, I got, I could write. You know, yeah. I could write something. I hear it, and we did it. I mean, we liked it. We enjoyed it but it definitely, you know, it, it's different from our signature stuff.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. I think it's good. And I think you know it's sometimes that's like the the piece of cheese that gets someone in. Cause like, um, for example, to, to flip it to like my girlfriend, let's say, I would mm-hmm. always try like we were talking about Mayhem Loren, right? So I would always try to get yep. her to listen to like hip hop music and uh certain things she just would like if it's too lyrical, it's just like she's not it's not it's for too heavy. yeah, it's right, too heavy. Right. But like uh you sneak in like, you know, so some some like uh there I, I'm trying to think of like a song that she really like RA the Rugged Man's like definition of a rap flow. There's something about right, right, the right. brightness of that stuff. And then from right. from there she became a fan and then she was able to to explore the rest of the catalog and, and it gets it's almost like when a band does a cover and mm-hmm. it gets you to the catalog be like oh shit like okay this this is my door in and i, I feel like that song is definitely going to get some ears that are that, that, I,
2: yeah know. i mean I, I i think so i think it's a possibility I, yeah why not why not i think i think people will hear it and like oh sh- yeah kind of the same way you explained it they could be like oh this is a good song wow this is like really a catchy song And it's not like there are other songs but i like it you know yeah.
1: Yeah yeah. I like it. um so, f- fire this time, another banger. Yeah. Uh Born to Win, yeah. man. What a chorus, man. It's such a dr- oh, thank it's such us. a like like what I like about progressions like that, it's like when you know, it's 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 the same but it opens up during the chorus, right? Yeah. So you 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 there's something in that songwriting that that I don't know. It's almost like you just latch onto it more. So when the chorus hits, it's the same chords, but man, you're just like ready for it. And uh, right. that's, that's a banger right there. Uh, you know what else too, uh, which I thought was interesting, Pinky Promise, which, yes. was, what, <laughs> but it, you know what? It's so relatable. Like I love like, it. That's
2: my soul. That's my daughter's song.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like so relatable. Like you hear it and it's like so catchy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's you like
1: nanana na Yeah man um <laughs> and yeah just going down the list uh and another one that stuck out to me was was Pony, which was uh Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, it's 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 like it's like early suicidal meets like motorhead man, like on that one. Oh
2: before, wow, you know, That's, yeah. yeah, it's I mean, interesting enough, you know. I grew up listening to both.
1: Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> we I believe me, we both did. So I, yeah, I grew I, up listening to both. I love Heavy, 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 heavy. Like seriously. I love what seriously with, with the rest of Rebelmatic, like the rest of the catalog, I, def, mm-hmm. I definitely do feel like that early soci, um suicidal tendencies. Like it's it's got like that energy to it. And uh yeah,
2: a little, I mean it's interesting because I'm probably the only one who's a suicidal head. Like I'm the I'm just the only one. I don't think it's a band as a band. As a band, they're not an influence. As an individual, I'm you know what I mean, like I'm I'm a fan, you know, especially of the, stuff. the I'm earlier definitely, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely like first album, Join the Army, um, How Would I Laugh, you know, all that stuff, really so I like that a lot. Yeah. And actually, I- interesting enough, uh I guess we can get it to now, yeah. Mike Muir and Mike Muir gave me confidence as a vocalist because I was just like I was like, he can do it. I could do this shit. Like, I can do it. At 16, I was like, yeah, he could do, do it. I liked what he was talking about. But I'm just saying, I just felt like if he can, like Anthony Kiedis and him, I was just kind of like, yeah, I like what they're saying. But like, like they're not singers, singers. You know what I mean? I just felt like I could, at 16, I felt like I could do that. It was more like what I'm saying. And obviously, I feel like i developed more a lot, of course, obviously. But I just felt they gave me the confidence to do it.
1: And and it's it's just a matter of, like, influence, you know, for sure. And, uh, like, to me, like, growing up, I would hear, like, super young, I would hear Kirk Hammett from Metallica on guitar, and I'm, like, listening to Injustice for All, thinking like, okay, I can't, like, it just didn't seem like I could do it. And then later on, because I'm, I'm, you know, I was 13 when, like, Nirvana came out, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I could play play lithium, and I could do this, and I, I could do that. And right. you know, from there, just opened everything up, and then from there, you get you get better. You know, you you just you start playing more, and you do your thing more. But it's just like, man, that, those those um, gateway influences that just feel yeah,
3: like- the
2: possibilities, the possibilities. It's just like, yeah, it's very it's But it's it's interesting enough though. Mike Muir, Anthony is showing, but then like seeing HR when I was like. At sixteen, live was like ah, uh, uh, that's where I want to be. You know what I mean? That was like visually seeing it, and then obviously what he does is incredible. But that was like some of the early influences.
1: Once again, man, it, it's one of those bands that I I didn't see like at that point, um, but everyone that has, um, you know, you know the deal, man. Everyone's just Oof. like they everyone Oof. everyone left that room's like I got to start a band right now.
2: I mean, dude, it's like I was listening to hardcore maybe like a half a year before the first time I saw them, and it was just like, and I was listening to all the New York hardcore stuff, it was some DC stuff, and then I and I heard Bad Brains, I was like, oh my god, and my boy told me about them, Then I saw them the same year it was the Quickness tour, and it was like, oh, and it's funny because I told the cats older than me, they're like, oh yeah, they were like already. You got to catch him in 82. I was like, yeah, 82. I was like, not that old, dude. I was going yeah, to yeah. catch him in 82. Relax. You know what I mean? Like, relax. Like, I, I caught him when I, caught, I didn't catch. I caught him when I was a teenager still. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, though,
1: for sure. Especially 16. Yeah. Man, that, that's yeah. that's where it all starts to come together. So, like, listen, you're someone who is like me. We both like everything. Where, do you, where do you think that came from? Because you're, you're you're talking about so many different types of music on top of the fact yeah. of being an MC.
2: Yeah, I mean, New York, New York City being exposed to a lot. I mean, I, I remember, like, listening to, like, it's a show, like, Hot Tracks. So, you know, you listen to hip-hop, and then you listen to, like, early... I remember listening to, from, from, like, Twisted Sister to Quiet Riot to, like, Motley Crue, and then, you know, just, like, hearing it, but not, let's say, buying it. Just like, oh, I like this song. And then, of course, listen to Run DMC and all this stuff. But when you're going to high school, like, I got really into metal. You know, I, I was listening to his stuff before, but I, like, delved. Like, I stopped listening to hip hop for a second and just got really into metal. And uh, from everything, from, from you know, from Metallica to Negative to Overkill to Slayer to Testament to Creator to all that thrash. You know, a lot of Bay Area thrash stuff. And getting into hardcore brought me back into hip hop. You know, I started listening back to listen to hardcore. I started getting back into hip-hop and, like, Public Enemy and NWA and uh, Ice-T and stuff like that. Then it brought me, then Delving back. And then it's kind of like... Tribe Called Quest and Big Daddy Kane. And it's like, you know, that is everybody. That is just like everything, everything. Then, you know, from hip hop, delve into more into funk and more into jazz. Because I'm listening to the stuff that they're sampling. So now I'm becoming a fan of the people that sample, you know, the samplers. So then I'm just, oh, this is a country song he sampled. Oh, I like this song, you know. So that's hip hop for me was like a lot, a gateway to a lot of different music.
1: I tell everyone the same thing because a pet peeve of mine is when someone's like, I don't listen to rap. I'm like but hip hop has every bit of music. Like, yeah. It, how do you not like, you're an idiot. Like you're right.
2: Well, that's, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, that's a bias. That's, that's like, Oh, they're just talking. Everyone. It's all misogynist. And I'm like, yeah. but you don't listen. You don't obviously listen to enough to even say that.
1: Yeah. Cause I, cause you know, uh, uh, rat and quiet riot weren't misogynist either, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know?
0: exactly. Yeah. And,
2: and, and, and poison was preaching the best you know like yeah socially conscious lyrics you know, Yeah, i got
1: you yeah unskinny bop definitely it's definitely uh, <laughs> like gasoline you, you're gonna pump me uh, exactly were you were you like me man I, I would spend like four hours at like kim's video just like going through like the record section you know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, well yeah for for me it was like i'm for corona queen so like it was this thing uh numbers records and in, in jackson heights and in, in corona but that and then I used to cut out of high school, and go to Bleaker Bob's. Yeah, man. Then I used to go to Slip Disc. Yeah. We used to put out go to Slip Disc from because I, I went to a high school in like fresh metals.
1: Okay.
2: Which is which is Queens, but like kind of closer to like Long Island. So we used to I mean every breakdown, slip Disc, uh Bleaker Bob's numbers. You know what I mean? That's where I used to buy like records and tapes. I mean I bought people's demos. You know what I mean? Like I bought I was buying like I had biohazards demo. You know what I mean, like stuff like that, like just yeah. On my head, I, I, I see something if it was in a realm of what I liked, and, and someone be there that you knew, they're like, oh, what's new? That I, oh yeah, I got this new, blah blah blah. You're like, okay, I got this much money. I'm getting this, this. Can I get that with this? And like, I gotta get two slices of pizza and a soda. So, <laughs> you know, like, dude, like I need to get two vinyls and like a cassette or something. I got fifty dollars, so and I want to have some money to come back with, so. What can I get with this?
1: Yeah. You know? We we would do the same thing like on the flip, like because we uh, we were Long Island kids and we would go out to like St. Mark's. And then from there, we were oh, like, yeah, sure. like we, we would like double fist culture and then, you know, go back to Long Island and be like, OK, we got yep. like this shit, this shit. Uh, right. But, man, back then, I you know, I think we, we caught the best of both worlds because we, we have so much at our fingertips now with the digital era. But back mm-hmm. then, you know, if you bought two albums, you're going to listen to it till you you're convinced that you did oh, yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you, I, I spent mean, money on this. I, I There's no way I could only like one song. You're going to listen to it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, dude, oh, man, it's ah. Uh, it's well the music lasted longer too because of the time you know, like you you have an album and you would listen to it for a year and a half. Yeah. Two yeah. years. And then you'd be like, Oh, the new album's on you, you're excited and you're like, wait a minute, I don't know if I like this yet. This is not that good. I don't like the second album after the one you've been playing for like two years, you'd be like, uh I just seen you guys perform and three times in the last two years. And I've been listening to this album and now I hear this new stuff, but I'm not sure yet. But you still bought it. Just because you were a supporter of the music. Oh yeah. Yeah, I,
1: you're I, you're a supporter of the music, the label, like the yep. people that the associated acts. Um yep. going back to Public Enemy and NWA, it's mm-hmm. funny it's funny that you mentioned those two because they're like when you hear songs like Fight the power, or like straight well, out of Compton, like man, well, that, well, fuck the police, that, that, oh, fuck the police, like you. Those songs back then, I think they yeah. they crossed over because they were more like they, they had a like, punkish like vibe, was like a rock
2: vibe. But I mean, like you're, I mean, I don't know if you know, like Chuck D, he was saying they came on the first time Yo, the Show came out, and they were on tour, and they felt like it was dated. So they went back. They wanted to make an album that was faster. They and they wanted to make basically become like the hip hop version of the Clash. Yeah. So it was it was made like a rock album. If you listen to the tempos, it changed. That album changed hip hop so much because the tempos were a lot faster after that. It was a lot more chaotic in the production style, too.
1: The chaos, man. Fucking... The the Shockley Brothers, the Bomb Squad. Absolutely. Those guys were fucking geniuses. I mean, who who could say that they took channel... You know, like Slayer's fucking Angel of Death and flipped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... No one... No one was stinking like that in 88. And I actually met um hank shockley years later and man right i probably like he was a, a a mutual a friend of a mutual friend and like i just wanted to like kind of like i didn't want to punish him and right. uh, but i'm like goddamn, i'm like i gotta ask him all these bomb squad questions and and to his credit all he wanted to do was talk about queens of the stone age and radiohead funny enough
2: interesting isn't Is you know the, the funny thing about the Slayer thing, there was not a Dev Jam at that time. So it's not that you know the correlation was that far.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Rain and Blood, people don't know. Rain and Blood came out on Dev Jam.
1: Yep. Rick Rubin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um but yeah, man, it makes sense. That that's so great. Um, I think for people like us, we we hit play and we right. we're like, I like this or I don't like mm-hmm. this.
2: Exactly. Yeah. To me to Dude, it's like I was. I had an interview with someone, and they were talking. We're talking about you know the, the band and the mm-hmm. genre, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's like it's a uh, punk is hardcore, whatever. Um, but the reason why we sound how we sound is because we don't just listen to that. Yeah, like, we don't just listen to that. Like, we're not like I don't. I don't wake up and listen to like hardcore punk twenty four hours a day. I'm listening to everything from merengue to to country to. Afrobeat to underground hip-hop to everything in between. And just like if it's good, it's good. If it resonates with me, it resonates with me. So like with the band, we never have this ceiling over our head to feel like we have to make this ultimate punk hardcore record. We're like, we make what we like. We make what we like. That's it. We make what we like. And and we understand, I understand that it's in the realm of, you know, it's shorter songs, so it's kind of punky as hardcore. But it's like, I mean, not too many hardcore bands have like funk, the, the funk and stuff we have and our stuff and the breaks, so I don't know, whatever.
1: No, no, for sure. Um, and what came first, though, like the MCing or, or the band? I was in a
2: band first. I was in a band in high school, so I was in a band from, like, 15 to 16. 15 to 16, and then I started rhyming at 16. Now, so, like, I was in a band for, like, a year, and then I started rhyming. But, it's, but then I was in a band for you know, for a long time and then I got back and, you know, I started Rebelmatic, but I wasn't in a band for like years, but I always still listened to like hardcore, metal, and all the other stuff, but I was just like, I got a point in hip-hop that I felt like, I came back from tour, I came back with all this stuff, and I was just like, I don't know, I feel like my energy somewhere else, man, I feel like hip-hop, I got a ceiling, I feel like I to be playing a band again, you know, and that was just kind of, and I ran to a kid that was like, yo, I been wanting to play with you since high school, blah, 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 and then you know, just the formation of rebelmatic. That's how that kind of
1: happened. Yeah, yeah. So when when I watch certain shows, like there is something about like you know when you're playing to like bigger crowds, you know, like once mm-hmm. you get bigger and and it's fun. Like you see rock him and rock him is rock him, you know, right? And and uh but his cadence is is what it is, you know. Um, right. But then you see something like a stadium band, like a Rage Against the Machine. And, right, and right, You get to like really just. I don't know. I guess you get to like feel that a little bit more. It's just different, obviously. But like, I mm-hmm. guess that's why the band. Because to me, like when I was younger, I'm like, I'm either gonna fucking uh, do the turntables because I I loved. I just loved DJing. DJing. I right. did, like there was just something about it that I love the, the 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 blends of music. Or right. I'm gonna play guitar and I'm gonna write songs, which is ended up what I ended up doing.
0: Right. <laughs> oh no,
2: wow, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, when it, it's it so, I mean. At this point, for me, it's it's like this. They're they're the same part. They're like different parts of my brain, but the same thing. I've been doing both for a long ass time, so it's just kind of like this. It's they're not even something I have to think about. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like what I put more time. I put more time towards the band, but like the pandemic gave me time to just say, "Oh, all right, the, the album's delayed. Let me go into the studio and record some stuff." That was just really it. I just like I recorded a bunch of songs and it's like, all right, cool, I got an EP, I got another EP recorded and I'm and I'm writing but I'm writing we're you know, we're writing another rebel album. I'm writing another solo record. It doesn't yeah. like just
1: write. It doesn't know? end, then just write. That's it. Now as far yeah. as as far as the production goes, like who, who does a lot of um uh like well different. This one, uh a friend of mine,
2: Black Black Crane. He's in a, he's, and it's interesting enough, he's a guitarist and a drummer. He's a guitarist in a a hardcore band called Ma'afa. And he's a drummer in a, like a, kind of like a hard, I don't, I guess it's a noise hardcore band called Trophy Hunt. So he's a, you know, he's a musician as well. And he plays in like, it's a very interesting thing. It's like, we're like moonlighting. It's like, he's in a band and we're like, we're going to go through this, you know, but we're hip hop heads too. So let's go through this hip hop project quick so that was that one then i got another one with a friend of mine from the netherlands called uh el prez that uh i did like six songs with. i think i'm gonna do a couple more for that and uh yeah i just you know i'm just just working man it's not like it's not it's kind of low pressure because i just i like i write differently for both projects you know like the stuff i do solo when it work with Rebelmatic, especially
0: now you know
1: yeah yeah and and you have Long roots <laughs> in in New York hip hop culture. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know For we had sure. this discussion, uh, and sure. you know, the more that that uh, I didn't know the half of it. To be honest with you, so as 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 I knew we were gonna have this conversation, I, I jumped in a little bit more and uh, right. super impressed, man. There was a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. Uh,
2: oh yeah, I got tons of stuff. I got like, dude, I got. Well, I, I was signed in '94 in a group called Triflex. Uh Island Fourth and Broadway. We had a single deal with an Option for album. Then we that didn't like we did it but it didn't come out. Then in ninety six we came out with a single uh, on this independent label called Hydra Records. It was produced by the Beat Nuts. Oh,
0: okay.
2: And um the song was called Genuine and Don't Make Me Try. We weren't stretching by Beto, all that stuff back then. We kind of, we broke up. Um, ninety seven I was on the Executioners album. First album because like you know they're from the neighborhood a couple of new guys um yeah, man, those, yeah
1: the, the turn, I mean, those, those are turntableists that like you know they're like the the, the beat junkies man you know what I'm saying uh, they're just like straight up like legends
2: dude I mean I I've seen routines them practice that wind up becoming legendary routines I seen eight track practice at Mister Smith's house when he was sixteen you know when he was fifteen like for real so it's like yeah so just I mean, and you know, like the beat nuts everybody. Like we you know, you know, that's I like, grew up, and then like yeah, then the, the that,
1: Corona connection, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Juice, Drew, juice from the, you know, he's from down a, down a block. Sha- he's from down a block, Sha- and then later on, you know, like I, my boy, like Mike ladd Rob Sonic, and the whole like that. We we're all part of a collective. Some other stuff, you know, Yes, yeah, I'm I'm in a lot of different worlds, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> a lot that, different worlds. That was, I,
1: I was going to, you know, um, probably like around 2000, really, I started going to a lot of the shows out there. Like, I remember going to see the Atmosphere, God Loves Ugly, record release. Oh, right, yeah. At the Knitting Factory, uh, Young Aesop Rock opened up, you know, around Labor Days. And then from, right. from there, man, I just, I, I was in, you know, so like the, the Def Jooks era hit.
2: Um, I was on. I was. I was around the Jukes era heavy because my boy Rob Sonic was signed to Jux, So I was like, I was touring with him. Like I was like hyping him up and doing a verse or on his set because I'm on his album as well. His first album that's on Jux, Telekinesis. Telekinesis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on a song called Sniper Picnic that's on the Tony Hawk uh, American Wasteland. So.
1: Oh, maybe I yeah. tell you. I saw those shows. I, I went to a lot of those shows. I remember yeah. SA Smash. I remember Hanger. 18. Yeah, that's my guys. Yeah. I'm on
2: a song Hanger 18. I'm dude. I, we I've done, done shows in Long Island with Cage. We done. I mean, Lift. All that, like all those guys are like, you know, a lot of those people I've been around LLP. You know, been around him for like the last 20 something years. These are people that you know contemporaries, especially the Jux guys. But like I said, I, I've been, I've been putting out music for a long time and. It just, it makes sense, you know? It makes sense. I mean, like, I've had, like, in-depth conversations with, like, you know, like, Ill Bill's a, a real, like, metalhead and rock guy. Too. Oh, my so, God. Him and I have be... had, like, yeah. in-depth conversations about that. Like, he's like, oh, how you know that? I'm like, come on. Yeah.
0: I'm like, yeah.
2: No, you know, I'm, like, so, I'm like, Celtic Cross, man. Circle of Tyrants. I know you got that from. Yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> yes, Stop. right? Yeah, yeah, Stop. yeah. Stop. Even even the nonfiction logo is Voivod. You know?
2: Oh, Voivod, dude. Come on, man.
1: Boy. I love that. Oh, I love... So, so a Away,
2: Away actually did it, though. That's how about that. Away actually... They didn't just remake it. Away actually redid it for them. Okay. Yeah, so... No, nah, yeah. I know a, a friend of mine in high school was a huge Voivod fan, so I, I know a lot about
1: Voivod. Well, those guys, I mean, especially Bill and, and Gore... A.K. lord goat yeah um he's been on the show a few times like we 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 had him on the uh we, we did a slayer episode and we did a iron maiden episode so he was in he was in kicking <laughs> uh but yo those guys what i like about i like pop culture references i like you know what it is uh, i feel like the more you listen to certain things if you connect the dots enough um I like that because like there's so many references that people don't get. But I think if if you're a pop culture junkie and a music yeah. nerd that you're just like you want you get it, more. it. Yeah.
2: Dude, I said I said on my verse on the Doom album, I said, uh you do what the who you must be sniffing glue like the Ramones. Yeah. Like Yeah, you like you gotta know like you know anyone who really like, yo, he said the Ramones?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's you just sniffing. Oh, you know, like I <laughs> That's, that was the reason of seeing stuff like that. So you know, like, oh wow, and,
1: and, he, and that—that's exactly on the Victor Vaughn thing, right? Exactly, man. That's I mean, that's another legendary guy right there. Uh, just For sure. how, I, how For did sure. that come about, by the way? Because he's such a mysterious dude. Like, how do you jump on that track?
2: Um, I did something with the label that put his stuff out. Sound Inc. Records. I did a song called "Human Error" in two thousand and one okay. with them. And um, on a on a B, it came out as it was on a compilation. And on a B side, there was a song with Doom and Curious called "Monday Night Fluids." So when they were they were working on Doom's album after, and they were like, "Yo, we're doing these like posse cut things. You want to get on it?" Uh, we played your stuff with Doom and he likes you know, he he, he liked what you're doing, so it was like, Oh, yeah, all right, cool. I was like, Oh, yeah, Zevlov X, of course, you know what I mean? Like, so that's how it happened,
1: okay? Yeah, I mean, especially those, the, you know, the guy had so many aliases, but I feel like o- oh, no, Zevla, see, Zev, oh, no, Zevlov, let Oh no, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, X right. is
1: like,
2: you know, KMD.
1: KMD, KMD, yeah,
2: yeah, KMD, like, you know, he was on a gas space with third base, man, so he's like. I remember it from then, and I was like, oh, Doom, okay, cool, yeah, and, I, and, and you know, it's funny, I did the verse, and just like, they paid me for the verse, and I was like, cool, whatever, you know, I didn't think about it, and then I went on tour with Rob Sonic, and they were like, I'm like selling my stuff after the show, and I'm like, yeah. I have an EP at that time, and I'm like, yeah, check out my music, whatever, and they're like, creature, creature, are you the same creature from the MF Doom album? I'm like, yeah, you heard that? They're like, yeah, that's incredible. I'm like, wow. And like, that's when I realized people were listening because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, you, you don't know. You, you you're, if you stay in New York around certain people, you, you know, if you if everyone's listening to only like, I don't know, at that time, if, it's, if they listen to only G Unit and Dipset, you don't know that everyone, you know, anyone outside of your realm of certain people know about who MF Doom is. If I tell people my friends, then oh yeah, I did a song MF Doom then they're like, oh, cool. Well, that's what's sure. up. It wouldn't mean that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's man. like but well, everyone else. Like, yeah, that's incredible. But it didn't mean nothing to like some of the people I, w- I was
3: around and grew up
1: with. No, no, for sure. Know? Yeah, you're right. You know, because like uh, even like I know you posted today like a like a a Cold Vein song. And oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just like, da- like, like, my guys. like, like I'm saying like, but we're all here listening to this and I feel like we knew about it, but I'm thinking, like, how the fuck is this not the biggest album of the year right now?
2: I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, you know, think about it. it's almost 20 years ago. It still resonates. Um, you know, if they if they did that right now, that people would, you know, it's it's a great album. Yeah, well, maybe, shout out to Water and Vast. Maybe it was a little Voto too, too
1: a little too ahead of its time. You think maybe like 10? Nah,
2: <laughs> not at all. Because you know what. It did really well from that time. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's probably
2: if I'm not mistaken, it's probably one of the best selling albums on Jokes. I mean, it was critically you know it was it was it was a rave in the town. I mean it's the fact that we're still talking about it twenty years ago.
1: You're so right,
2: you're it's, right, you're It's right. A, it's
1: a great record. Um speaking of touring, like what kind of touring did you do under uh Rebel We I
2: mean we we've did Toronto, we've done like we went on tour with Angelo Moore from Fishbone. So we did, like, some a lot of East Coast stuff, a little. Virginia, North, you know, like, North Carolina, Florida. Real states that we haven't really hit overseas yet. You know, it's, like, harder for a band to just grab. You know, especially, it's, like, people, you know, depending how how much, I don't want to say clout, but how big you are, people, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, of course, they, yeah. they want you to pay for your everything and just get over there and, and maybe give you a cot to sleep on. So, you know, it's a little the older you get you like kind of like, ah, "how long? what? uh, I don't know." Uh, so we 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 did Canada and we've did a lot of the states. But I think with this album with this album and when things open up at some point 2021, I think we'll definitely be on the road. You know what I mean? I think we'll be on the road a lot. Yeah. Depending on it. I think the record's going to do well, so I think we're going you know, it's very pertinent to the times.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the new video you guys shot with uh, 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 Anthony, Natoli, and Yeah, James,
2: yeah, we got yes. another. Yeah, this is, a, this is a really insulting injury. We got a, we got another one that's already shot. Uh, Where is this coming out?
1: Oh, the podcast?
2: Yeah, this one. Uh, I'm oh, just gonna, okay, I guess I can mention it, though. Yeah, I guess well, yeah, um, Blood and Gold was going to be our next single. Okay. And it's it's going to be out July 8th and the video is shot by uh Padella on Thursday. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah, awesome.
2: It's that's going that's going to be really cool. And it's, it's a split. It's like blood and gold with fire this time. So, it's okay. cool.
1: Oh, so it's a, uh, a combo.
2: It's, it's a no, it's a, it's a single, but it's like the video is a split because split. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah, so it's going to be cool yeah man steve,
1: cool. steve does good work man so uh, i'm glad mark probably uh hooked that yeah that one up <laughs>
2: yeah for sure he made, made it happen and we uh recorded it in max fish pro- you know prior to the pandemic and it's very uh it it, it captures what we do very oh, well yeah, as I, far I,
1: as- I think i saw some of it so yeah. Um, so, but yeah, t- tell me about Max Fish because I know you also mentioned it on the on and Oh uh, yeah,
2: yeah, the Max Fish and Grits. Well, I, so Max Fish is a, you know obviously the legendary bar downtown Lower East Side that's been around since '89. I think I started going probably in the '90s, late '90s, maybe definitely early 2000s. But as far as like us doing shows there, we start doing I started doing shows there like a couple years ago. And I just started doing a residency year, like last last year. Or so, like every every month, I was doing like shows with like basically like black punk bands.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, yeah, we're just, celebra- just celebrating it because a lot of people don't see black bands playing punk and playing hardcore and and being comfortable being black. You know what I mean? Not just being like, yeah, we're black. But we're playing good music. So that's. You know, and Max Fish was the the home base for it. It's a legendary bar and we turn it into when it's our time, we turn it into like a little clubhouse for our show.
1: I love that. So- I love that, yeah. especially, you know, like, you know, same thing for me. Like I, my family is from Corona as well. Like the Dominican right. side, my dad's Colombian. Oh, that's still
2: I'm, I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from Northern, but I hung out on a, on a Dominican, Colombian side, you know, like 37th seven five. That's where my people's on thirty seven Ave, 34th cool. But I lived on the, the Spaghetti Park side, yeah. so I lived on more tents.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like my tents. grandmother was over there. And uh, so like, same thing for me, like I'm, I'm. A huge, you know, uh, I'm I grew up punk, indie rock fan, hip hop fan, right? Um, but you know that that's my 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 ethnicity is is that it's Colombian and Dominican, and, and right. sometimes people do just think that it's like, oh, it's weird that you're into this. It's Like, no, I'm like into it. Like, I don't, you know, it, it's just such a strange thing. So like the fact that you get to do a residency at a place like that and and showcase. You know, like you right. said, black and hardcore punk bands. Um, yeah. Man, that's fucking great.
2: It's important. I mean, we were doing it way before, like this, you know, like what happened, what's going on now. We're just doing it because, you know, you, you, bands you like, you enjoy playing with, and bands are on similar hopes, but not necessarily the same type of bands. Yep. And just kind of like creating a space where people feel comfortable. Like, you know, a lot of times, black punk kids, hardcore kids, are the only kids there, one of like very few. So to go where you see, like, well, there's 150 people there, maybe 100 black kids there, and you know, like kids meaning adults, but you know, I'm just saying, sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Um, and just, you know, all types, you know, PO Black, POC, LGBTQ, every, you know, everyone, and, and everyone just coming and enjoying themselves. It's wonderful, man. And that's why I wanted to commemorate it on. You know the Creaturenomics joint. That's how Max Fishing
1: Grits. I felt that. Of, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that because I was like listening to it. And I'm like, I think I get what he's saying. I just didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know the history behind it. And I love yeah. That. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, like you I, I mentioned the bands that played. Well, you know, Rebel Rebelmatic, Maaf, 1865. And like you know, our, our thing is is called Tribe. It's oh, like you 18, know,
1: so 1865 isn't that a uh, Sasha, Sasha Jenkins? nigga? Yeah, yeah, Sasha's the homie. God Sasha damn, nigga. yo, his, yeah, his woo documentary. Oh yeah, woo. I mean, well,
2: you know, look, 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 we're we're connected to woo in a lot of ways because you know our drummer Ramsey Jones is OGB's brother.
1: Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow.
2: He's a uh, he's ODB ODB's brother. And, you know, Sasha did the documentary. So, yeah, we're, we're, and I mean, was a huge influence on myself and the whole band, you know, our whole band. So, yeah, no, Sasha, so, so, like, we do a lot of shows with 1865, we do a lot of shows with uh, Maafa as well. We're, like, us, uh, we're the three bands, it's basically we have it that we're the three bands that play, and every month we would bring, like, a new band, another band. It's like us three playing, and it's like, all right, we're going to bring this band or whoever, you know.
1: Damn, yeah, that's great, man. I've I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Sasha just, you know, with with everything that he's done.
0: Mass appeal Absolutely. and
1: you know Absolutely. God that that just that that four part showtime thing, man, is like someone I, I you know, for someone who, who was at Woo the beginning, you know, like buying the, the fucking Protect Your Next single to sure. to, to now, sure. man. I, I think uh Mathematics did a really great job on the last record.
2: Yeah, it's I mean listen. I mean, Wu is arguably one of the, I mean, they're definitely one of the greatest groups ever. That's not, I was gonna say, arguably the greatest, but I wanna say definitely one of the greatest groups ever. But arguably the greatest hip hop group ever. You Argu- know what I
1: mean? So Arguably, but like Gangstar and Eric being Rock hit like that. Um, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Who's got not the best discography?
2: Um, I'm just gonna say, well, we're gonna, I'm just gonna say for my own personal impact, like, it's for me, it's either war or public enemy. But discography, Eric and Rock Kim's four albums oh, together are great. You can't. EPMD's first four are pretty great too. Gangstars stars. yeah, Gangstar is a great discography. But I just, I'm talking about impact yeah. and just like, you know, and like pound for pound talent. Like, Gangstar is incredible. Eric Rock is incredible. Like, this is like, you know, Rock Kim is modern rhyming there's no one rhymed no one no one we don't rhyme the way we rhyme without Rakim. That's point blank. So and Guru Rest in peace was incredible. So that that's let's get that out of the way before we go any further. But as far as impact Wu was unparalleled, and and Run DMC was like the first stars, like, you know, a sneaker deal without being athletes, you know, and then Beastie Boys did what they would do, but I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, impact that all across the world, that you could just throw up a W and people know, they can see that symbol and say, oh, Wu-Tang, it's nothing like Wu-Tang, I mean,
1: it is. That's the most yeah, it is amazing, especially now. Like I, you know, now with the the Hulu series and that documentary, I feel like the the resurgence. Uh, I feel like. I
2: mean, they never win. They never win. I mean, it's just it just brought the light back on them. But you got to think, it's almost thirty years since the first album came out. It's twenty seven years ago.
1: And when I wear my Wu Tang shirt or any one that I have, I swear to God, yo, know, out of any shirt that I've ever owned, uh, yeah people like they want to just talk to you like like they're like oh shit wu-tang like i'm talking of about course. just like from like the oldest geek to like the youngest you know what i'm saying like they're yeah, all, like... It's, it,
2: because it's woo it's woo is something special it's something it's in it's it's culturally impactful
1: it's yeah it's can, can I can i ask you an important question then yeah okay iron man or only built for cuban links uh cuban links yeah me too okay
2: I mean, you would have said supreme clientele. That'd have been harder, but not Cuban Links.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, Cuban uh, Links is
2: game time. Iron Man is incredible. It's incredible, but like Cuban Links is like, come on, Cuban Links. You had like Ghostface, like just going off, like, just Ghostface really coming in, and Raekwon being on his shit, I mean, come on, that that's that's a game-changer. Yeah,
1: production, like, ice water, Ooh. spot rushes. Uh, uh, glaciers of ice? Yeah, glaciers,
2: yeah. <laughs> From analogy, I mean, yeah. guillotine, I mean, come on, dude, this is
1: ridiculous. Yeah,
0: for it's
1: sure. Ridiculous. Um, alright, cool, man, fucking, uh, oh, you know what I wanted to bring up? Uh, yeah. So, I, I was flipping through the, the band camp stuff, and, uh, yep, um, you know, I listened to what, Bizarre Love song? Oh, uh, bizarre, bizarre Love. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you just, like, get into that? Because, like, I know the sample, so I think it's very funny. I don't know if you know the sample, but I, I just, when I, I heard it. I
2: didn't I, know the sample. I didn't know the sample. Kid did, did. That was, like, you know, that, that was a song I did a long time ago, and I was like, oh, shit, I never released this. Let me put this out there. I didn't even
1: You know what I mean? Who did the cover? Like,
2: A friend of mine. Just like he just put it together, but I just like the the concept was just how people have a funny way of showing love. You know what I mean? And I just and I think I was just talking about a lot of things being like a black indie artist. You know, like how people you get viewed a certain way for things. You know, like okay, and you know I talk about Patty Smith, who I don't think is talented, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah. I love that, and and I'll 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 tell you later on what the sample is because I think it's fucking brilliant. <laughs>
0: right, 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 right.
1: Um, and then the the other thing that I was uh, flipping through was the uh, Perfuse seventy three man. How, how oh
2: yeah, know? Chester Himes. I mean, being I, <laughs> me, uh, me Perfuse met through my boy Beans from Anti Pop
1: Oh shit, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like I don't James, a long time ago. Like at least fifteen years ago. And uh, we were hanging out at Max Fish, and uh, we we met, kicked it, wound up having a crazy night. I'll tell you off the air, yeah, yeah. but just a crazy night. And then it was just like, yo, 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 what's Scott? Let me get some beats, yeah, yeah, creature. All right, cool. And then we all got, I think I went to his release party, he handed me a, a beat CD, and I was like, all right, you I can use this, right? Yeah, and that's just kind of happened. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's great i i love and then i love the opening track because uh when i was younger we would listen to um uh the mob deep infamous record and oh, yeah. i always thought like that 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 like interlude that they put in like you figure oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like 14 15 listening and i'm like holy shit i'm like mob deep sounds like the angriest people like i don't ever yeah. <laughs> i never want to run into them because i felt what? like I felt, I felt like prodigy was like yelling at me through the <laughs> The speaker. I love
2: P. P. is one of my favorites, man. <laughs> P. Rogers is one of my favorite MCs, and and definitely in my top three from Queens. Oh yeah, MCs for me personally, he's in my top, top. I love
1: Bonacci. and just that it's record. Like that, record. Like, that record is timeless. Like hell on earth and that, but there's something about the oh, infamous. Like when I hear like I I for an eye, like just...
2: let's well, you know, infamous as an album is like incredible, like. Timeless, timeless, oh, damn near perfect. It Love is.
1: it. Yeah,
2: there's like one prodigy. One. Yeah, one or two, like, what well, not it's a classic? It's a masterpiece. Hell on Earth is a great album. Infamous is better, but Prodigy's lyricism on Hell on Earth, he stepped it up even more on Hell on Earth than Infamous. He went crazy on Hell on Earth lyrically. Like, listen to Apostles Warning. Listen to like nighttime's ultras he yeah. went listen to still shining he went off oh, he just went for
1: sure oh he and went and definitely um, one of the best like undercover i don't know if it's undercover diss track, but like you know no one really drop a jam and, on drop a jam, and the, i
2: know undercover this is straight up
1: this i'm going <laughs> like a lot of people i don't know they didn't i, I...
2: people are crazy you gotta be kidding me man that's <laughs> I mean, maybe because I rhyme and my mind knows, like, come on. I know when people send subliminals at each other. That's like, come on. I was like clearly dissing pop. But, you know, I loved it and I love pop too. But I love, look, Mob, I'm from Queens, man. I love Mob Deep. Mob Deep is a huge influence on me personally, you know, musically. You know, it's like it's funny. They're influenced on me musically. And I don't, like, if you listen to my my music, I don't sound nothing like them. That's what's interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, influences are, are like that, you know, like uh, I, I, I've had this conversation like where my band, like if I give you th- the bands that influenced me and then you listen to my band, you're like, I don't even understand how that's possible.
2: Listen, listen. That's the story of my life. Yeah. That is the story of my life. That is like, yo, you remind me of this and this. And I'm like, OK, cool. Yo, you listen to that. Right? I'm like, I don't even listen to that. I've never listened, you know, I I know what it is, but i never listened to it. So it's like, it's an interesting, and some, you know, I don't, I don't try to be offensive or offended offended by it, but I'm just kind of like, like a perfect example of like the Chester Himes record, right? Okay. With Prefuse. People were like, I got, I got compared to that record, uh, to like Doom and Killer Priest, right? They were like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Doom and Killer Priest. I was like, okay, cool. You know I like you know, I didn't like me personally. Like I love Doom, but I never like Doom is not an influence on me. I've been rhyming, how I've been rhyming, you know, whatever. He's not an influence on me. Uh, and Priest, I, you know, I think Priest is dope. But I don't really listen to Priest like that. And I was like, that's interesting because what I was listening to when I was writing it, like MCs, was like A.Z. and Big L, but you don't hear that.
1: No, and the- no,
2: exactly because to me, it's all inspiration. It's yeah. like when the filter comes through you, I'm supposed to still hear you.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and that's that's what it is too. Like you, it's, it's filtered through you and the way you put it out. You know, it's exactly. like the, it's like the Nirvana was influenced by the Pixies, but mm-hmm. they sound nothing like the fucking Pixies. Ouch. But it was like the influence that they took, and I love that man because we're all listening to each other and we're all basically getting inspired to be like, hey, I, you know, like like I'll listen to like the Infamous. I'm like, oh shit! I'll pick up my guitar and write like some sappy acoustics. You know what I'm saying? But still yeah, like, that's that's
2: yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the that that's the thing that people, music people get it, but then like I don't, I don't. Maybe sometimes the audience gets lost on it. Sometimes the audience are like, yeah, but you're supposed to like this. And like, not really. I mean, why? You know, like I'm supposed to be doing like a conscious type of music, and I listen to some sh- super street music. What I, what am I supposed to listen? To? I listen to whatever I want to.
1: Whatever I want to, yeah. Exactly. Whatever
2: I want to, I don't have to listen to. Like, come on, are you I, kidding me?
1: I, I I you know sometimes I want some heady shit. Sometimes I just want to dumb out. You know, like I'm,
2: I want I want to listen.
1: I'm on the same
2: man. Listen, all kind of stuff. I, I'm into music. I'm into expression. Yeah, I'm into all kind of expression and like and to go back to Rebelmatic is like you know i don't know when you hear Rebelmatic what do you get from it Like when you hear it, when if you when you first heard it like what do you, what do you not to say put it in a box but what what did you get
1: me um yeah I, yeah i thought it you're was, a music guy yeah i thought it was like uh completely so like the stuff that i heard was the stuff that mark sent me and to be honest okay. with you i was like man i'm like this band sounds like they could have been on an sst cassette in like 1988. Oh wow! You know what I'm okay. saying? Like it just had it had that velocity of uh, like I said early early suicidal, but like right, the, right. the complexity like when when the leads came in on a like it just it, it had a a good '80s hardcore vibe to it. But then as <laughs> as, as I listened to the final mix, which is bigger. I think it's more, it's a very driving thing, but like I said, you threw right. in, it's not like one thing, like when you hear a Blink-182 record, you're like, oh, it sounds like, you know, like a pop-punk band, but I think you guys kind of have, you guys have a lot of influences, so I think that's what these 10 songs in particular sound like.
2: Right, right, for sure. I think, yeah, that's why, to simplify it, I say James Brown a Moshpit, pit, but it just it makes it simpler. Just makes it like, okay, what does that sound like? cause it's groovy but it's like it's the hardcore's there the punk's there but it's it's a lot more
1: you yo, know there was there was one song i was listening to and i did get a james brown like it was like during like
2: oh emergency break.
1: is that what it was cuz i was like yo i'm
2: like <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it had to be an emergency. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you have you ever heard, you know, what's a really good band that reminds me of like an indie rock James Brown off topic here? Um, is a band called The Heavy. Yeah, dude,
2: they play alpha
1: punk. Yo, The Heavy is so good. The last record, Suns. I I mean, They they had a how you like me now, right? Oh What's yeah, yeah, that band, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the Fair. the last record is just fucking mm. one of the best records of last year, and they they just have nice. this fucking just super smart. But yeah, they do have that James uh, Brown. vibe.
2: He's a, he's a great singer and, and, and performer too. I I remember seeing him in Afro Club. Um, Did the same year we played too.
1: So just to to finish it up here, um, just out yeah. of curiosity, like. What are the rebelmatic um influences you know we we, we have your hip hop influences. what do you think right. as as a collective what do you think your influences are
2: I mean collectively we' probably definitely bad rangers in it you know uh that's like collectively both more. probably three four of us listen to that uh, only like two of us are real like hardcore kids. Everyone else is like rock. We're all rock kids. Like we're all like you know what I mean. I think we are like all like Sabbath.
0: Yeah, of
1: course.
2: We probably, you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, it's so varied, man. But we like we all like funk. Okay. We all like, like we all like hip hop. Like you know we all like Carnage. Uh, our bass player he raps too. The um, Alcatraz guitar guitar he, he produces hip hop. That uh, bass player you know Carnage he he DJ's too. You know what I mean? Ramsey DJs. And Ramsey's, like I say, he's ODB's brother. So our stuff, we're like, and we're, we're all like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like we, could li- we could literally get on stage and transform into a hip-hop punk band if we wanted to. <laughs> straight up, like, we can straight up just me do rap. I can mean, just rap, and we do rap over like funk breaks all day. It's so because, mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give nobody ideas, man. So i have be on the jack move quick. Yeah, but it, it's, it, it's so... I don't. It's hard to say collectively because we all listen. You know, we all listen to like a lot of music, a lot. Like, but I, I would say bands that we definitely like most of us: Bad Rains, Sabbath. Um, we didn't listen to any specific bands while recording this record. It wasn't like yo, let's yo, let's get inspired by this. It was kind of like yo, I got this idea. You know, like I like suicidal. I think. Maybe one of the other guys might like suicidal, but like we're not. It's not suicidal. It's not an influence like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: But so I'm I'm actually gonna do last question here. I, I wanted yes. to bring up nomics. Um, yeah, man, five songs and they're fucking old. like I. I'm not gonna lie. That sometimes you hit play and I'm like, I don't know what you know because I thought I thought the Rebelmatic shit was so good and I really didn't know the hip hop stuff as well and it kind of right. blew me away. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this is fucking it. really good. And then I Thank went you. down the rabbit hole. Um, the Johnny Cash song is probably my favorite song on the record. It's just, oh, it's just, is just. That fucking hook is just ridiculous. Oh, Black Johnny Cash, that's your funeral rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to just kind of get a little bit more of Father, Father Son, Holy Ghost because it seems a yeah. little extra personal. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to just touch on that for Yeah, me. we can go into it. Um, I, I don't remember what I said on that because I just. I mean, I just. I wrote it
2: not that long ago. Uh, um, yeah, I don't i i was just thinking about you know going going through like certain things and like people like oh seeing a black face or this this thing or me being one of the only black faces in certain environments and it's kind of like oh you know like oh you're 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 like this oh you know people like white people within this weird oh you're here let me touch your hair how how's it grow like that and just you know what i mean like creature your name's creature your mother name you creature so i kind of like actually made i remember conversations i remember scenarios and i just kind of wrote it as a like in a conversation you know it's very conversational absolutely it's very melancholy uh um yeah it's and it's just kind of like it's kind of stream of consciousness but it's very conversational but i was i was when I was writing it, I wasn't, like, actually sitting down thinking. It was just kind of, like, it was flowing. But I started realizing, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of, like, things that I remember going through. And, like, have, being in, like, in parties and, you know, someone's awkwardly having a comment. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, yeah, da who invited – you know, just weird, just microaggressions and just weird stuff that, you know, like – and he's like, "Yeah, oh, your creature, you know the creature." And I'm like, "Oh, Jim, You name Jim." And it's like, "Oh, well, yeah." It's... And I, your mother named you that, and so it's, I just wanted to. I feel like it's very real. You know I mean? think I,
1: I, I think that's what it was for me. Like it just uh, that song hit me lyrically because I right. f- I felt it. You know, like I felt it, and I was just like, "Man," I'm like, it just seemed yeah. like a little like everything you do is pretty personal and, and very. Right. You know, you you observe a lot, and you're really articulate when it comes to to to. See, I see, I that too. you're very articulate. <laughs> <laughs> I say that in the rhyme. you do say that. You do that say, that, say that in the song, but I'm saying you articulate <laughs> yeah, your no, observations absolutely, absolutely very well on on as well as the yes. Rebelmatic stuff. You know, like where you no, no. you. Feel... No, sorry, yeah. yeah, but no, I, I I get the 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 flip side of that when people are like, you know, it's like when Christmas. no, no, no,
2: it, it it's just it's. I, I'm. A, I don't mean to cut you off for of what you were saying, because you're, you're saying I'm articulate. articulate my observations. Absolutely, I agree. It's 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 a situation where I'm just kind of like. There's so much, you know. I've been through so many different experiences in life with the Nomics stuff. I like words. I like painting pictures. Abomatic, I like painting pictures too, but they're different pictures. It's a different soundscape. Where where where. Creatonomics. I just could, you know, I could, I could rhyme a forty bars straight if I want to. I could make a hook. I could make a no hook. I could do whatever I want. Rebelmatic, not to say it's formulated, but I'm like, I'm not going to use a certain word because I, I don't want to, like, I have to, I got to get the point across the way I need to get across Rebelmatic. You know what I mean? Yep. And if I was rhyming with Rebelmatic, it would get drowned out. Or you'd have to mute the music so I can rhyme how I rhyme. You know what I mean? I just felt like, you know, I've been balancing, even to trying to keep doing both. You know what I mean? But I was like, the time pandemic gave me time, and I have another one, man. I have another one done already. That's great. That's it's in similar but different. You know, it's done. I won't. I won't reveal the title yet, but it's done. I might add another song. Let me ask you this before we go, because I know you. You know, you're you're a music guy. i I like asking these questions.
1: Yes, I'm a music guy. Tell me. So. You like I,
2: I, and you and you and you write to like your lyricist right? and you write your musician. So when you uh, you said before when you heard the nomics you're like, oh wow, I didn't know what to expect. But once you heard it, you liked and enjoyed it. Yeah. Where did like what? Just how I heard like when I said the Rebel Matter because I, like, I I always like to see how how people hear it. You know what I mean? Like if you put it somewhere, like where do you put it? Like where? Did, like not say it has to be in a category, but like. What does it remind you
1: of? Uh, Creature Nomics 100% yeah. um like a definitely doom because of the production, right. um a lot of, you know, like anti-pop like that world basically.
2: Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do. You know? And uh and also like you said Sonic some like a lot of that stuff too, like it's it very very much of that world. Uh but that's that's like my bread and butter, you know, like I like I heard it and I automatically I don't know. It made super, sense to you. Yeah. You know, like I heard I'm like, oh, this this is talking my language. And um, right. I knew when, when I saw Vinny Carrero uh post it, who's the bass player, uh, I, I know you met him, like he posted it and I was like, Oh yeah. shit. So Vinny Vinny Carrero from he's in a uh, No date, radio days, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So he's he also, you know, on occasion he raps. I don't know if he raps anymore, but he's really super talented Vin- guy and he posted it. So when he posted it, I was like, all right, I got to listen to it for sure faster because um, I think we might have had a conversation about doing the show and maybe he posted right. it a day later. And I know if he gave the cosign, I'm like, I got to get on it right away because he knows the right. shit and me and him are on right. the same page. Um, and when I put it on, it's just, I don't know, like the production, it just, it hit me. And I'm like, oh, this, I like, th-. I automatically liked it and then you hear it. Um, and sometimes, like I said, if, if I just put two and two together, I just didn't know the catalog in the hip hop in the, the hip hop side was that deep. So oh, yeah, yeah. when I listened to it, I was like, and then we had that conversation on on like the people you came up with and the shit yeah. that you were on. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, oh, you did a song with Kool Aid, you know, from Death Racist. and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And then from there, I just kept going. I was like, oh, Vorgul. Oh yeah, I got a song with Slug. I got a song with Doom.
2: Slug, that's right. Yeah, I song with Slug. What's, what's Better Man.
1: Okay. It's called
2: Better Man. On, so on my album, Never Say Die. Never Say Die, I have... I got a song with uh, Slug on it. I got a song with b Rob Sounded Like a Bus Driver produced by Mike Ladd. Yes. Uh, I got Jin, the formerly of Rough Riders, the Asian kid. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I got a song with him. And, and I, you, yeah. you were
1: doing something with uh, with Homeboy Sandman.
2: Yeah, Homeboy Sandman
1: was on my album.
2: that came out two thousand. Torn Together. That's the same album that has Kool Aid D on it, Vortal on it. Okay. And has and has production by Preservation, who works with like Khan and who was formerly in um Sonic Sum.
1: Oh man, <laughs> Crazy.
2: yeah, we ex- we come we we bring it back. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It's it's I, I just love that all you guys still work together, you guys still put out yeah. stuff. Um and uh man, even like Death's Races, so random. I remember they were yeah. putting out these songs and people kind of like wrote them off as like a joke because of, right. of the videos that they it right. was but I'm like when I listened to it, I was like, yo, I'm like go listen to rooftops and fucking no, it. It, well, yeah. well, I'm like, D- this is like they're really good. Like yeah, skip yeah, you know if you don't want to hear the Pizza Hut and Taco Bell fucking song or whatever the like, but listen, right. r- listen to like amazing, listen to these songs. I'm like, these guys are actually rapping very good.
2: No, and that's yeah, it's funny because I I don't know how me and Vic uh, met. Cool, they do. We met somewhere. I think I, I we met actually. You know what? He came to a show I was doing and bought my book, and then we, we met before that. And he was like, "Oh, cool, We talking da da da, and then um. Oh, I think I, I don't, I don't remember how it happened. I think I got him into a show I was doing with Cannibal Ox, Cannibal Ox reunion show. Okay. I was playing a Cannibal Ox, I put the show together too. Cannibal Ox reunion show, 2011. He was like, yo, bro. I said, yeah, dude, i put you on my list. And he came and then we just chopped it up more. And I want up doing, we wound up doing a song. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I got this song. I think you'll fit on. And it's called Warhol's Wig. <laughs>
1: <It's> just, <laughs> I remember I remember yeah. I remember when Cannibal cause they, they my friend booked them out in his place out here uh, when they were doing the reunion. Oh, what's
2: it called? What's the spot? The, Vel- um, the
1: Velvet Lounge. I play the Velvet Lounge too. Oh, okay, cool, cool.
2: I played the Velvet Lounge. I played Rebel Matty played the Velvet Lounge. I was supposed to play with Cool Keith at the Velvet's Lounge. Yes,
1: yes. I drove him home we, that day. <laughs>
2: yeah, I played the Velvet. We played the Velvet Lounge with Angelo, Angelo from Fishbowl. Okay. Uh no! Somebody else actually, other kid, my boy Proper Nine, that's from Long Island too. But he um he put the show together. But we were, yeah we went to that's I'm in the Velvet Lounge. They had some good
0: Indian food,
1: man. I yeah, think. yeah. It's 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 attached to the Indian food place, and I think well, that was good. I don't know if it was the first or second time Cool Keith played, but the second time, the first time I drove him home, the second time I got him on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, man. I I the first time uh my friend who booked the show was like can you take him home and I was like I guess he lives in the Bronx but the whole time right. I'm thinking like you know what I'll do it because this is a rap legend and I'm going to punish right. him I'm going to punish him all the way home cuz I want to talk to him I wouldn't be like Right, hey. of course I'm like you know I what want What you think when you wrote blue flowers yeah. what do you think <laughs> yeah. what about of masters of illusion which is like the most un- wow you know that record yeah yeah of course. it's it was Kurt,
2: Kurt, is uh, uh, it Cutmaster cut Kurt. Kurt? Yeah, yeah Cutmaster Kurt. And somebody else, right? Who else is with uh, that? Who else is on
1: that? Cutmaster Kurt and uh, I don't remember right now. Yeah, but I see the
2: cut. It's a, it's a drawing on the cover. I see. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah
1: they do a lot of the animation stuff. But, like, man, mm-hmm. that by far is a sleeper album that he put out. It's so goddamn good.
2: Keith? Uh-huh. Uh, Keith, Keith? I got a song. I'm on a song with Keith. Um, I don't know what's coming out. I'm on a song with Keith. It's me, Keith, Cool A D, and my boy Jamal Rockwell. It's his album. I don't know when it's coming out. We did it a minute ago, but I don't know. But yeah, it's me, Keith, and uh, them two.
1: He still so has it, yeah, man. He he goes in, man. Like he those uh he still puts out a lot of songs too. A lot of uh that, he, that feature record he put out had
2: really, Yeah, that was good. I like that. I like that one, I, right? I, I like,
1: the, I like, I'm gonna be honest though. I like, I like, I like the older stuff. I Me like,
2: too. I like when it was more concentrated. I like him when he was more, you know, I like him ultra mag. I like early is, you know, I like, you know, when he yeah. was a little more concentrated. When it, yeah. I don't wanna go there. Yeah, but you I, know was, I, I
1: mean. was gonna say, enough said, enough said. I, yeah. I know, I know, cause we, I
2: respect him and I, I have a lot of love
1: for Keith. Yeah, yeah, Keith, yeah. Keith has opened
2: up the door for anyone who wants to color outside the line. So I, Nothing but love and respect. And
1: Keith on Keith. top of that, just like the production on Ultramagnetic, I mean, like those. Oh yeah, for sure, just for like, sure. When you for hear sure. that, that's like it's like when you crack for open a a can and you're like, that smells like hip hop, like completely. You're like, this yeah, is this yeah. is like the it's, essence of it. No, yeah, Keith,
2: Keith is yeah, he's is incredible. So I want to leave. Read- oh wait,
1: wait. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say. Um, I was going to um. End off the podcast with uh, I'm going to throw in a creature nomic song and then I'm also going to do the first single. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Insult to Injury. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do those two in a row. And uh, man, anything else you want to add? Thank you,
2: Sam, for, you know, appreciate even having me on the podcast. Ah, Thank you. Please, uh, everyone that listeners, check out our album Ghost in the Shadows coming out august 28th on red right recordings it's put a, a lot of time and heart into it i think you'll appreciate it if you like heavy music um uh, check out my solo stuff creaturenomics it's called the day the nights the day Night stood still i got a bunch of catalogs under creature too it's all on bandcamp creaturenomics nyc bandcamp.com yeah support us we appreciate you and hopefully, when this opens up we'll be on the stage doing what we do absolutely very soon
1: Thank you for doing it um Slowly. you know I'm not not joking because I wouldn't say anything but like you are uh, so fucking talented <laughs> The fact, the fact that you know, like someone who 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 could do the hip hop as well as you do, and then fucking still like be in a band and do as well as you do, um, it's not easy to do. I can't do that. I can't play thrash, even though I listen to it. I can't rap. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I'm in my, I'm in my lane. That's it.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, no. I appreciate. I mean. Yeah, these these are two things that I, I'm good at. A couple of things, but these are th- <laughs> these are two. I'm really I'm really good at. Yeah. I really I, I put a lot of time into them, and I I enjoy them. man. like you know, like these are things that I would do without make. I don't make another quarter off of it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'll just man. do it
2: because yeah. I love it. Like That's I a- I love rhyming. I love doing the band shit i love it like i need to do it. it's cathartic for me
1: cathartic you know? the last yeah. record we put out is called cath- catharsis uh, cath- catharsis of choice i don't know Cathars- <laughs> yeah, so- yeah, yeah yeah of choice because right. there was nothing better than when i got the right chord structure to a chorus or i got the right melody and i'm like holy yeah. shit i'm like this this is the song. This is it, right there, and it's yeah. When it comes to yeah. when it comes to songwriting, there's nothing better. No, yeah, dude. It's it's creating it. It's a high, and then it's
2: like, whoa! Can I perform this in front of people? Then for me, it's like, oh yeah, let's record it. Okay, yeah. but like uh, recording for me is like I do it because I'm good at it. You know, I could do it record, I record, like, like recording for everybody. Right. It's not like I want to perform. Like I like performing. Me that's too. my thing. I, I'm really into the performance part of it. The the writing part I love because that's like the process. The recording part is good because you have to have it, and I dig it a lot. But like my what I love is to get on stage and really do that thing.
1: Me too. You know. Me too. Me, like recording is my least favorite. Playing shows is my favorite.
2: Yes, and 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 I like recording. It's not even, I don't hate it. I just I'm just kind of but you know. I'll leave you with this, Al Bell, one of the uh, presidents of Stax Records. You familiar with Stax Records?
1: I am not.
2: Okay, Isaac Hayes, all yeah. that stuff. Stax. So, I had a conversation on my phone I don't know, about ten years ago. We were just talking about music. He was saying that um, the reason why they even start people even started making records initially were to kind of capture the moment because prior to there was no industry you had to go to a show to see people but then they realized that there are people outside of that area listening to the music and it would be smart to get a recording of it to sell i was like whoa this is logically even if, if that's not the actual i mean i'm taking his word for it but even if that's not it's logically makes a lot of sense you know, like, everyone's not going to, like, you make a recording, it can go from from New York to anywhere. But if people had to come to a show, unless you go on the road, they can't necessarily hear that. Yeah. Unless you record it. So, it was, I, don't know, I don't know. It was, it was kind of, like, pointless me saying that, but I, it, was, it was the build on the add-on nah, to the point of report. <laughs> nah, nah, nah,
1: nothing is pointless, man. That was great. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you, man. And um, look forward to hearing it and, you know, maybe doing shows together and stuff. and, And I got more
1: music coming. Absolutely.
3: You broke these stick, how you the cash cow? He's vegan, you a joke, you can laugh loud. Traits of poppies passed down, probably ask how. Properties of the past, wearing a smash crown. Class clown, sporting a cap gown. You rapping around where the passion is found. Without blasting a pound, I'm backing him down. From the action to sound, you actually astound. You're acting on the mound, assassin with nouns. Your boy lives life, you practicing a frown. Keep it accurate now, get smacked in the mouth. Been gone for a while, you Back in the couch, dressed in all black, Johnny Cash at your funeral. Stags you need to fall back, so beautiful. Wild dreads, camo shorts, purple socks. Animal sports styles, spread to murder cops. All black Johnny Cash at your funeral. All black Johnny Cash at your funeral. Sincere tone, nasties, and queen sister Sia Jones I think he said Napiers You he can't hear Holmes? Edgar it out and Hughes share poems you raving for a dream, deferred, a fear, Chrome. Who's talking Bosque? I dial 9-7? Ones that blasting cops in the alley, the mind's a weapon. Black Muslim married a white Jew. Kept halal and Kosher had babies too. who on Public Enemy and Bad Brains. You forgetting rest of fighting the power, man. Sickest addicts first shots to Christmas addicts. Thought they was finding freedom on pissy mattress. First death is calling the hearse appear. Face burst in tear, you can't purchase air. High head hung chasing breadcrumb, spitting red rum to the feds come All black Johnny Cash at your funeral All black Johnny Cash at your funeral All black Johnny Cash at your funeral Ooh, 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 ooh. All black Johnny Cash at your funeral